Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Okay, our last episode, we were talking about rules in the context of relationship. But one of the things that comes up, you know, we've got a large family, we've got a range of ages, and we have heard some of those discussions like, I don't know why he gets to do this and I can't. Or, or you would have never let me do that. And they will both, you will hear both of these. And so we want to talk you about will. a little bit about having rules that are different for different kids in the same family. And how do you deal with these conversations, which you will have. So, you know, if you don't know us yet, we have eight kids. We've got a range. What's what's the range in there? About 19 years between front and the back? But, yes, absolutely. Yeah. We so, have six boys in a row that are all adults now. Mm -hmm. And two girls are teens at home. And okay. we've been around the block a few times with this because kids tend to be very black and white. You know, is this the rule or is this not the rule? And we need to make sure that our kids understand that when it comes to household rules, mm -hmm. that they're not going to be the same from child to child. That mm -hmm. you can't have the same rules for a two-year-old that you have for a seven-year-old, that you have for a 14-year-old, that you have for a 21-year-old who's home visiting from college. Right. And, you know, I think everybody knows that there's there's restrictions that you put on your toddlers that you don't put on your ele elementary school students. But we do meet people who seem to struggle with the co concept of you, you've got to you've got to relax a lot of the strictures that you put on your seven to 10 year old when you're talking about a 15 to 18 year old. You know, that there's there's a reason that those rules change and should change. Well, if we talk about the <clears> younger <throat> age, I think that helps people get it. Okay. Because, you know, you know, your two-year-old can't be allowed in the bathroom by themselves. Because what right. happens? <clears throat> they get in the toilet. They make a mess. They get in trouble. Whereas mm -hmm. it would be silly not to let your seven-year-old have access to the bathroom without help. Right? Right. Right. And so in the same way... Our God's law never changes. And some things are always going to be wrong in our house. Lying is always going to be wrong in our house. Right. You know, right. cheating or stealing is always going to be wrong in our house. Those are universals. Those are God's commandments. There's no question. Those apply to mom and dad as well as to the baby. Everybody's got, everybody has to follow those sort of rules. But yeah. household management rules, those change. Right. You know, those are going to be applicable to a certain age, mm -hmm. to a certain situation, even. Right. You know, those are going to be things. And even if I say never throw something in the kitchen, if there's a fire in the toaster oven, throw some baking soda on it. You know, <laughs> right. You know, the household rules are, th are rules that we make for a time and a situation. Yeah, and they are, and they may be different than everybody else's family's rules. I mean, it's just this; these are our rules for our home, our family, our circumstances, and we can say that without judging anybody else that has different rules. Well, for example, one family may be fine with their boys wrestling in their mm -hmm. in their family room because mm -hmm. it's in the basement and they have yard sale furniture, and it's meant to be a place where that people can just do anything. But another if you family, another family that may have antiques or different you know artwork or something around the living room may may have to tell your kids hey don't wrestle in the house take it outside you cannot wrestle in here because you'll destroy things we're not going to talk about how my favorite antique wingback chairs were destroyed through some foolishness 
Right. You know, yeah, right. The, you know, and that's okay. It's okay for people to have different rules about these things. That's mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. That's normal. And, you know, I think that we need to keep that in mind to remember that. But how do you handle it when your kids are struggling with it? Well, okay. Um, let's let's start with the younger ones. The younger ones look at their older brothers and sisters, and they get to stay up late. They get to watch th some things on TV that the little ones aren't allowed to, or they they get to make some choices and have some freedoms that the younger ones don't. And uh, younger ones, particularly when they get into middle school, middle schoolers are a challenging group, and a lot of times, you know, that we parents have a hard time recognizing they're not little kids anymore. But they have a hard time understanding, and you're not grown up yet yes. either. And so we've got to kind of walk a walk a fine line between those two extremes there with them. But you know, to make to make it clear to them, <coughs> excuse me. And what we've said with our with our younger ones is say, you know what, your older brother, yeah, he's got some freedoms, but you know what, he's got responsibilities that you don't have. You know that we expect him to do more around the house, or we expect him to take to take on more of the grown up work or grown up uh, accountability, responsibility, yeah, yeah, responsibility for himself and all the rest of that. Um, that you aren't, you know, we don't expect you to do that yet. You know, you're going to learn it. Your time will come. Also, though, I think it's helpful to say, you know, you realize he wasn't allowed to do those things when he was your age either. You right. know, and one day you're going to be his age and you're going to be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of growing up that as you grow up, you gain more maturity. Hopefully you gain more ability, right? You know, you're able to do <clears throat> things uh -huh. that you weren't able to do when you're younger. And sometimes you can turn to the older kid. Were you allowed to do that when you were this age? Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's hard for kids, particularly kids, middle school and younger to see things from somebody else's perspective. Mm -hmm. that that in fact being able to see things from somebody else's perspective is a sign of maturity yeah and some some adults seem to struggle with this <laughs> true yeah. true but yeah yes yeah. You know, that's part of that um when when i was a child i thought as a child i spoke as a child i reasoned as a child and then i became a man and i put away childish things from and first so, corinthians 13 from first corinthians 13 the apostle paul is saying you know what children have a certain mental makeup they have a certain reasoning ability, a certain type of logic of their own, which is not adult. It's not grown up. Right. You know, it doesn't have experience. It doesn't have accountability. It, it's still kind of in a larval phase. That's not what Paul says, but that's, that's isn't it, what, was that one of your professors that talked about, that talked about college students being like larval, 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 larval adults? adults. Yeah. yeah, some of them are. Oh, hopefully. Some of them are. I don't want our kids to be. I know. I don't want them to be larva. But, you know, a challenge, though, to the parents, mm -hmm. sometimes, though, our kids will challenge us a little bit on these things. And really, we do need to change. You know, well, I think it's really yeah. hard when uh -huh. they're moving into those preteen years, the mm -hmm. tween preteen year, that they're growing, they're developing. And we see all the ways that they are failing and mm -hmm. that they're struggling but sometimes they do need to be given more responsibility, be, be given an opportunity to step up and do more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think we should, we need to be careful to remember that we're not, we're not infallible and no, we make mistakes. No. And we don't get the perfect rule that never, that never changes or adapts. Um, and that's something, 
you know, conversations that we have with some of our older, older kids, kids, you know, who said, well, you never let us do that. Whatever, whatever it was, I don't, you know, specifics, but yeah, and, you never let, and, and to say, you know what, we can be honest with them and say, you know what, you were our first or you were, you were in our first two or three kids and we were, we were still finding our way as parents. You know, now we see, okay, we have a culture that's established in our home. And so we didn't have to put as many rules in place because this is just the way that our family, you know, kind of keeps itself going now. And, but also we recognize some of the things that we were really concerned about turned out not to be as important as we were trying to make them. I can't tell you how many times I've said to our older kids, mm -hmm. um, you're right. And yeah. I was wrong. Uh -huh. You know, I should have handled things differently, but I didn't know yeah. any better. Yeah. And <laughs> I know better now and I'm doing differently and I'm so sorry. Will you forgive yeah. me? Yeah. Sometimes that's it. So, yep. You're right. Sorry. Yep, you're right. <laughs> can't fix that now. <laughs> I can fix it for them, but I can't fix it for you. So. Right. And I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Okay. Um, sometimes though, we've had older kids say that. And I said, you never asked. And they said, well, I never dreamed you'd let me. Oh, well, <laughs> like, well, okay. That's a we had a miscommunication here. That's a communication yeah. problem. I didn't know you wanted to do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know, I think that especially as our kids get older, right, that just being honest with them goes a long way. You know, just being willing mm -hmm. to talk about it and say, you know what, I was wrong, or I didn't know, or you didn't ask, or let's talk about it. And, and sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes to say, you know, I decided this is what. I thought was best, but you may decide differently when you get to be a parent and that's okay because there's a yeah. wide range of Christian Liberty. Mm -hmm. You know, God's law doesn't change, but our, our rules change. Our, yeah. And as our circumstances change, then sometimes the rules will change as well. You know, that you just think about if you, um, all right, we'll just, hypothetical let's say that if you lived out on a large piece of property out in the country and it would and your kids could just go out and play without supervision they could run through the neighborhood and explore the woods and all and then you had a job change and you found yourself living in uh, a subdivision where you know that just wasn't possible that they needed more supervision there had to be more rules no you can't just run anywhere you're not allowed to cross the street in this neighborhood that's the kind of rule that you put in place there and that's not a matter of that's not a matter of maturity or anything. It's a matter of the circumstances yeah. changed. And so our rules needed to change to, to accommodate those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, I think it helps a lot if we are vulnerable with our kids as they're reaching adulthood. Mm -hmm. So they know that we don't think that we're perfect mm -hmm. because if we, because when, when we let them know, you know, I'm mm -hmm. doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. I, I think that cuts off some of that frustration and, you know, how could you do this to me when they understand that, you know, we are also sinners struggling to do what we think is best in this world. Well, that's part of having the relationship where they feel that they can, you know, have discussions with you and raise questions. And, um, yeah, sometimes they'll see something, an inconsistency, or maybe they'll see a side that we didn't notice and say, well, um, you know, now that you brought that up, I, yeah, I could see your point, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's fair. That's okay. You know, it's also okay to say, no, there, there's a reason we do that. Let me just explain this to you and yeah. I hope that you can, I hope that you can, uh, 
come along with us on this, but this is the way it's going to have to be. You know, one of the things that we had to, um, we had to make a distinction between the ages of our kids and our kids are spread out pretty evenly. So it wasn't like, you know, some families we've known who have like two or three kids who are college age and two or three kids who are like elementary school. And there's this like almost like two different cultures there. Ours are all kind of spread out along a spectrum, but there were, there was a point where we had to say with our older ones, okay, you know, we've talked about how to make decisions about entertainment, say, um, and you are of an age to make some decisions and we're not going to, we're not going to say no. However, we are still trying to form that discernment in your younger brothers and sisters. And so we would prefer if you want to listen to that style of music or whatever, um, that you keep that at college and not bring it home to your, your younger siblings who are not really ready to handle this. Who don't just don't have the discernment to, to say, to say, you know, this is pretty good. There are these issues with it. Right. You know, that's right. okay. Yeah. You know, because again, there's a huge wide range of Christian Liberty, mm -hmm. but some things are profitable for some people and are not profitable for other people because of their susceptibilities or the maturity of their age or their age. For example, mm -hmm. there are um, movies that we have loved and enjoyed with our teens that are mm -hmm. not appropriate for five-year-olds. Right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's really important. You, you help your kids understand that that's okay. That, mm -hmm. you know, that there, that there are things that will come with maturity. I, I tend to use the term. It's, it's a little, I mean, it, it sounds kind of take it as you will, but I, I tend to use the term grown up because adult tends to have the overtones of, Oh, we're talking about something which is, you know, pornographic or whatever. And we don't mean that, but say, there are, I think it was uh, Rush Limbaugh used to talk about grown-up beverages. Yeah. Like you don't give you don't give a beer to your five-year-old. Well, we don't drink beer either, but that was kind of his example that there are things which are appropriate for adults, for grown-up people, and not for the children. It doesn't mean it's evil for the grown-ups, but it does mean that it's not advisable for the kids. And so, making that kind of distinction even within your own family, I think is appropriate, and it really it is something that we need to to do because it's the right thing. Well, that's one of the things that's helpful about having a coming of age ceremony um, as your kids move into those mm -hmm. teen years to help them to, to, to help those younger ones to see mm -hmm. you know, this is somebody moving into a new stage of life and things are going to be handled differently for them. And when we've done this kind of thing with our young people, it's always been the sense of, okay, we are now going to consider you a young adult. We're not going to consider you one of the little kids and that also means that there are we're going to expect more of you that yeah. we're going to expect you to to start to carry yourself with a little more wisdom to be to have a little more self-control in the way that you speak and the way that you decide things or you know choices you make and and so <clears throat> yeah that that's a good that was a good transition and yeah. we've got a um, and not that not that it's something you have to do no no but it was a good um expedient thing for yeah. us i think and uh we need to put some links in the show notes too because okay. we have some resources about that um yes. so how mm -hmm. we need to wrap it up well um we want to encourage you to check out craftsman crate as we move into summer uh -huh. we've got a freebie if you hang on to the end okay oh good um Craftsman Crate is our subscription box. It teaches artisanal crafts mm -hmm. using real tools and totally complete kits. No trips to the store, mom. Mm -hmm. It has everything. They need a pencil. It's in there and it's sharp. Mm -hmm. And they can learn all kinds of cool things like soapstone carving, wood burning, um, 
water marbling, all kinds of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Check it out at craftsmancrate.com. Yeah. And also we have a freebie for you. And what is that freebie? It is at raisingrollmen.com slash summer fun is a printable with 101 cool things to do this summer. And wow. I recommend you print it out and stick it on your refrigerator. And every time your kids say you're, they're bored, say, go pick something out and do it. A lot of cool things that Hal and I did growing up mm -hmm. and that your kids mm -hmm. will enjoy too. Okay. And then, so that's raisingrealmen.com slash summer fun. All one word. All one word. Summer fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. So that, that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, recognize that you've got opportunities, <clears throat> you've got opportunities this summer and really all year round, but, but in particular in the summer, when, when the schedules change and there's vacation time and maybe time off for, for the breadwinner and the family and the rest of that, it's good to have these discussions. So, um, look, we appreciate you joining us. We are trying to take biblical principles into the 21st century family and, uh, hope that you will join us again as we look at making biblical family life a practical reality in your home. Okay, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.
You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.